Welcome into Comics for All, and on this episode, it's just going to be a special review episode. It's a little shorter than normal, but it's really, really good. We are talking about an amazing book called Join the Future by Zach Kaplan and Peter Kowalski, and I can't recommend this enough. I hope you guys go and find this book. Go and share with your friends, your family this book as well. It is fantastic. The other thing about this as well, it's a little bit of a shorter episode, but um, it is chock full of great stuff. Marley and I go on and on, gush and gush about this thing. So we hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hope you enjoy the issue as well. Go and find it, Join the Future by uh, Zach Kaplan. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at all for Comics, Instagram at all for Comics, and don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share wherever you get our episode, Comics for All. Nice. Well, with that being said... <laughs> Welcome to Comics for All. We are going to do just a kind of a special review episode. Uh, this one we are really lucky to get our hands on an advanced review copy of Join the Future. And almost everybody on the show has read it, um, but as we are in the midst of a COVID quarantine and some people are essential employees and others are not so essential um, to Hi. the rest of the country, but essential to this show... Was not trying to make that a backhand. I promise. Uh, it no, is. I feel very flattered right now. <laughs> Hopefully, that is 100% true and not facetious. Marley, welcome to Comics for All, where we'll be talking about <laughs> Join the Future. <laughs> I'm a very sincere okay. person. Awesome. Good to know. Good to know. Um, yeah. Well, welcome, Marley. What's up, yo? This is this is our first episode, just the two of us, and I'm pretty stoked about I it. Know. It, it's gonna work out so yeah. more than anything though i'm super excited that we got this amazing copy of join the future by this zach kaplan oh my gosh right yes. oh my gosh like i mean he's already written some wonderful things and this team has already produced some really cool stuff yeah. either individually or together but i'm just like well he this was is awesome yeah zach kaplan was with image prior and i know he did eclipse mm -hmm. what do you know what his other stuff that he did was uh, let me take a look. I thought there was some of the other, like, um, yeah, I, Eclipse was one for sure. I'm pulling it up right now. There's a little profile here. Do, 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 do. Port of Earth and Eclipse. Yeah, I was going to say Port of Earth, but I didn't want to yeah. say the wrong awesome thing because yeah. it's like, I've been reading a lot of awesome things lately. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's done some stuff that I, it's just like, yeah, cool stuff. I was looking at some of the the work for the like the colorist and the artist and the letterer and i i mean some of them have been on like the bloodborne stuff oh yeah I no mean, the, uh, we're uh, talking some really cool projects yeah. and then they've come up with this thing that's absolutely amazing yeah peter kowalski um did the, the art for this as well and just absolutely mm -hmm. amazing like just absolutely mm -hmm. join the future i am so excited for this uh, it is brought to us by aftershock comics which we once again thank you guys for getting this out and allowing these two and the rest of this team uh to get that going uh brad simpson and hassan oh my gosh i'm so Atsumane El Hao. That's a best shot at it. I will give you that. I'm so, so sorry if I'm butchering your name because I absolutely adore the lettering in this. Like, absolutely. It's so good. It's it's phenomenal. And thank you so much for it. So with that being said, uh, let's to get to talk a little bit about what's going on here. So um, we obviously we're going to be avoiding spoilers as much as we can. So excuse us if that's not the case. But uh, what I do want to make sure is that... 
we kind of do this thing justice because there's a lot to this book and very little things are going to cause issues (laughs) Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of spoilers that we could hit and I don't want to hit those either. So let's just start off with just kind of the basis of this, right? Like you open up the first issue here and it's immediately you're greeted by this futuristic... um, Zell, it's a recruitment film. It's definitely a recruitment film, but you, you know, it's this it's this Garden of Eden, if you will, right? It, it's the it perfect is. city. And immediately, I just like while I was reading it, I was like, hmm, I bet this is how Judge Dredd started. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I started off like this is how Mega so, City was created, right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for those of you who don't know, I'm a teacher, and one of the things that we actually did with one of my classes is we were talking about the giver we were reading it and one of the things is everybody in the class had like this negative reaction once they realized what was going on with the community there but then i was like well what if you never had to worry about rent again yeah or food yep or clothing being sick and then some of them are like sitting there and like oh you know what that doesn't sound too bad how many of your grandparents died of illness right like this is what goes on and I had that same feeling like I'm listening there and I'm reading this as an adult and I'm like, yeah, this sounds really good. Like, you know, live streaming whenever I want, premiere tickets to sporting events, uh, a good house and a good home, yeah. you know, guaranteed job and food and health care. What would I have to give up for this? Yeah. Well, and, and that's the question, right? And, and think about that's that's where this kind of starts mm-hmm. you off immediately is you are basically being promised to live a maximum lifespan, maybe not a maximum mm-hmm. life but a maximum lifespan, right? The like you talked about. The quality of your life is good, but what's the the essence of that life? Well, and what is quality, right? So that and we'll get into that mm-hmm. a little bit. So that's I think that's where this book really kind of takes root is what is to what is quality of life to people. Um, for some it's going to be just having everything at their fingertips, being able to live where you don't have to worry about jobs, money, like you said, rent, illness, sick, whatever it is. Yeah. Um always connected creature comforts you know but for some people like physical things that matter in a lot of ways like and for some people those are really key and important yeah putting a roof over your head taking care of your family feeding your family absolutely you know all the little stresses of life gone for the gone stresses of life really shows that and like just the smoothness of the lines of the mega city like everything's neat and orderly like you see the shot of the stadium you see the shots the garden and it's all like neat lines and organized rows it's all beautifully sculpted the technology has like those clean futuristic space lines it's all very flowy and the colors the colors are like those blues and those greens that you associate with vibrancy and vitality they're they're like marble earth kind of colors. Like it's so idyllic. Yes. Every, yes. hundred percent. It's the, it's the brightest of everything. It's the greenest of greens. It's every, like you said, the ideal thought process of what you'd find in storybooks in pictures, right? It's what you'd want mm-hmm. to see going There's to no that. There's no dirtiness to it. Yes, absolutely. Nothing dirty, mm-hmm. nothing grimy, nothing, nothing, nothing. There, there's no, there's no getting dirty on this one. It's all like beautiful. And it's, I mean, even like the, the house decorating that the couple's doing, yep. they're just standing back and it's all being taken care of for them. By robots, just chilling in By the house, robots. hanging out, Which cleaning. Sounds awesome. But it's like, there's something really satisfying about pushing that dresser two inches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
this is the Jetson future we all hoped and dreamed for, and I'm about it, right? So that's what I was reminding me of. Jetsons, <laughs> the structure of the city. Yep. There's something a little bit, um, a little bit, um, rapture with what? What's the city? Yeah, the yeah. rapture. Yeah, in Bioshock yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, where it's like the not not Bioshock Infinite, but definitely where you're underground and yep. you're seeing that's like rapture. all these beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's retro futuristic. Absolutely. In a lot of ways. Um, so, you know, that's what we're greeted with in this book. And I think that it's a great start to what could be. And so rarely are we greeted with futuristic books nowadays that are not post-apocalyptic in some way, right? That are mm-hmm. not just all earth and terror and desert and harshness. And, and like putting together scraps for your clothing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but then we go a little further into it and we meet our, some of our main characters. Right. And, uh, we immediately are meted by Clem, who is our protagonist in this. Yes. And she's, she's, she's starting, she's there with her dad, with her pa, her brother, right. They're out having some mm-hmm. adventure, uh, living off the land. So that's a pretty I- cool moment here. Well, and it's like one of the things that I noticed was, you know, we had this beautiful transition of a, a sunrise type of color. Mm-hmm. And then we go from these beautiful, clean colors that are so bright to like these more earthy, earthy, ruddy, dirty colors. You get the browns, you get the grays, you get the greens that are, are less bright. And it's more of a, no, this is living on the land type of colors. Absolutely. Yeah, and it immediately goes to a frontier kind of setup, right? We're we're mm-hmm. immediately thrown back, almost as if uh, we're. I, I, and for a minute, I, what I thought was going on is this was like the West World of this city, right? Like I was like, oh man, they have like different ways to live in this cool futuristic city. I was like, dope, this is gonna be cool. And little do I realize, it's just people aren't in the city. Um, yeah. We find out there's there's other people in the world that are not in the city, and that's what the starter was. Was like you talked about a recruitment video is recruitment to get into the city and be a part of this futuristic society. And where we kind of go from there, um, we're, we're, we'll we'll kind of pause around here because what I really enjoyed about this book after reading this just this first one is like we talked about a little earlier. Like, what is quality of life to you? Is that having everything taken care of is that making sure that your floor is clean and your house smells like your Clorox and 409 cleaner, or is it being able to go outside and know that everything around you is something you built with your own two hands. And it's something Mm -hmm. that you, you did everything for and took pride in everything that you worked for there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think immediately that's where this book you're going to, you're immediately going to find yourself in two spots, right? one of these two areas (laughs) oh yeah well and it's like there's no real middle ground you know what it makes me think of there's two things the first is it's reminding me an awful lot of firefly okay where you have the inner worlds you have the inner worlds where everything's really pretty it's taken care of you have access to the best of everything and then you have the outer territories the the outer rim where it's it's very western feeling um and it's it's all very much like, you know what, I may not have the best of everything and it may be kind of slipshod and it maybe it doesn't work, but dang it, I have that independence. I built it. And it also reminds me of like the the homesteading movement and the people who like to go off grid. And that's exactly where it came for me, right? So I, I felt like this was very much 
what you got in New York City, where you're promised everything, right? You're promised this future with, you know, and we can just go back to like that, those 1800s, right? Those 1800s where you're in a city, you get lights, you get all of this yeah. convenience, you have grocery stores, you have cars, and it's I'll move to the big city absolutely. and get the perfect job, you and have, I won't have to live in a small town no more. Yeah, you could be an actress yeah. on Broadway, and you can, you sir, can be oh, a, you can be a doctor, us. right? And yeah that's immediately where this starts coming into play and i love what kaplan did here to tell the story because he gave us a real actual world scenario and a history i mean this this is a basically historic events that we're coming on right now in this book but yet it's taking place in a future that we're so far away from still it is and it's, it's really interesting for me because um like I, one of the things that you find out about some of the big towns is like, you know, like Chicago or New York, where they started off as being much smaller than they really are. But as they've grown, they just gobbled up smaller towns and villages around them and to make them part of that bigger city. It's exactly like that. Yeah, this the, is industri- what it is. the Industrial Revolution kicked in and it just started absorbing everything. Right. You mm-hmm. were no longer it was no longer ideal to live outside of these places where all the convenience was and the convenience is um Mm -hmm. you know you can walk into the grocer and not have to slaughter your meats and you you can walk in there and pick your fruits and vegetables and not have to grab some thorns and bloody fingers on the way out while you're snagging them and that's this is such a familiar tale that we've seen a hundred different ways but it's something that's so fresh and so new because it's taken a spin on a really heavily used trope of the future and it immediately as soon as i got through those next probably five or six panels of clem and her family i was all in a hundred percent i did not care what happened the rest of the book i this story had me oh, in. Yeah. so uh join the future i am absolutely a hundred percent in love with this thing and what you're gonna see is just a phenomenal phenomenal tale and art that is just absolutely amazing the art is so good the yes. art the colors the lettering like just the way you get the transitions from the loud moments to the small moments like and you can feel the effects you can you like how much that person is putting their heart into what they're saying absolutely and it's oh, yeah. it's almost it's it's a little terrifying how real that feeling is because i think even now we see so much of what's going on there just from like our perspectives right where we mm-hmm. we look at a third world country or i worked at uh, we look at less developed nations and immediately think like how do they do that right like how do they go on like that and yeah. the worst Maybe part of it is like- is so little and so few people actually question it, right? Some few people actually think about those kind of things, even mm-hmm. though we look down on it. And I'm really interested to see where they go with this in the future because I want to know what's going on in that city, right? I hope I, I hope we get to spend a lot of time with Clem because she is going to be on quite an adventure, as we've seen uh, yeah. with these first two issues. And we'll dive a little, 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 little bit into issue two. Not a whole lot, but just yeah. a little bit here in a second. But uh, she's going to be doing something crazy. and But I really hope to see some people that are in that city who might be of a higher thought process or some uh, free thinkers, if you will, in there. And I want to see how they're handled and taken care of or yeah, brought about in society. So th- there's just there's a lot that can go on here. This is like a historical sci-fi fantasy setup right now. And I just I love what I'm doing here. I love the feeling. I love the world they've created for us. Um, yeah, I can't be more excited about this book. I really can't. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. Like, I mean, 
I've got a page and a half of columns of notes <laughs> on this thing because it's so amazing. I, I mean, what was so yeah, what are like diving, two big takeaways? Like, I'm sure you've starred some things and made some highlights or circles there, but like, what are what are like two, two big things? things? It's really fitting into a lot. Like, I've a lot of dystopian fiction and a lot of like quality of life questioning fiction that I've been reading yeah. lately. Um, it, it really fits into that where it's asking, you know, are your, what values do you hold and how tightly do you hold on to them? Because there are a lot of times where people think that, well, I value this, but when push comes to shove, it's like, you know what, something else is more important than that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. I mean, the welfare of your family, your children, oh, yeah. your loved ones. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the times we'll sacrifice a lot to make sure they're taken care of. Yeah. And I mean, it's, like, it's always a tough choice. Like, do you join or do you maintain your independence? And I'm like, well, but if it means that I can take care of my sick father or, you know, my children and make sure that they're not going to starve, then maybe I would give my independence up for that. Yeah. But that's really hard because I don't like being told what to do. Well, and but here's the thing, right? We have the advantage of outsiders reading from the fourth wall, if you will, and speaking yeah. about this because we don't know what these people have to give up. Because everything that's being promised right now to these folks to go and join that city, mm-hmm. there's no strings attached. You just join in and you get all these things. There's... You join all these things, but it's like, yeah, what's the cost of it, though? Nothing. Then, They're telling us nothing. Like, exactly. But issue two <laughs> makes me wonder, though, what's the point of not jo- What's the price of not joining? So because that's, yes. There's absolutely. got to be a reason why these big cities built up like this and why they're so attractive. Because why are they so much better than the alternative? Well, what is that alternative? Yeah, I want to know that. Like, and why? This is, why? This is why not that? Chicago growing and expanding. Yes. This is there's something out there. There's some sort of crisis that happened that these corporations built these cities. Absolutely. This is the company town on a large scale. Yeah, and that's what's going to be so cool about this and getting more of these issues and um, hearing about what's to come, right? Because there's mm-hmm. this is going to be a really rich world, I feel like, and I'm, I'm really excited to explore it. Um, Kaplan himself, you know, he, he did Eclipse. I actually started reading Eclipse earlier today after I read these two issues. Okay. I was like, I'm going back. I got to check these out. <laughs> um, Image picked it up. It's got to be good. Uh, so I was immediately on board and I read the first two issues of Eclipse and holy shit like oh my gosh like yeah. i loved what he did with eclipse like it's this amazing noir style story but, but what's the what's the thing with noir right dark and gritty but he twists that trope on its head and you're they're living in a world literally where the sun will melt you alive if you go outside during the day so it's this oh, whole awesome. different style of like oh noir gosh. style storytelling with eclipse and i i was like oh my god kaplan you're the man dude like i was i'm so in i'm i'm 100 about this so oh yeah i'm well, so I mean, excited you know, if you were here he'd be he'd be talking about port of earth because that's one that he's really i'll be really i will be diving into port of earth after eclipse I, so yeah i think like, waiting over here for me to dive into because it's Absolutely. just like yes well and that's once again like i want to know you know what happened with the world of join the future right what goes on there what caused these Mm -hmm. these places to get the way they were because if they're going to give us some twists um of as as far as like turning tropes on their heads or merging those kind of storytelling tropes of post-apocalyptic worlds together uh like he did with eclipse i'm really interested in what he's going to do with join the future because i feel like there could be there's just um, i mean the guy's obviously a way better career than I am, but holy shit, like there's so much possibility with what could be going on with that. I think we've already seen the start of that with issue two. Um, 
not to give any any spoilers, but when we start to see the the corporate guy's perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get introduced to a new character. Um, we get introduced is... to a new character and a new perspective. Like, I mean, too often, it would be way too easy to make this like a big town, big city, evil corporation. I just love money and being evil on Tuesdays type of guy versus, you know, the girl with grit. Okay. That's not what this is. <laughs> but the thing but, is, though, is I think I would be okay with that if they did it like ready player one style with like a Sorrento style character, right? Like if they turned that guy into like a Sorrento style, like I took this over and this is now going to be my view of the future that I took over from someone else. Or maybe that, you know, he's, he's changing this, uh, Garden of Eden, if you will, into something of his own creation. Uh, I I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I would be okay with that. I mean, I will be, I will admit like ready player one did not, make me as happy as it did other people i can see its value by the movie but or though did you read it as well i both okay so i love the, the read yeah book. absolutely not but the i loved book. sorrento's character the in the book yeah the sorrento's character okay, in yeah. the book yeah then we're okay there because yeah. the movie the movie and i were i mean the book's better yeah 100 percent. the case it's not always the case definitely not and uh there are certain things that yes the book was better oh yeah um, and sorrento was a big but, piece of that and i love that yeah. kind of evil doer head oh, yeah. honcho ceo type character and i yeah. and i hope that's what we get out of this guy that we get introduced to in issue two so although you know what like yeah i mean i could see it like i kind of want to have that but i also kind of want to have it be like a yeah no your heart's in the right place but you're doing it wrong type <laughs> of thing where it's like but the thing I is mean, though is he that's his point of view though and that's what i love about mm-hmm. what they did you know obviously with ready player one it's a little different like sorrento knows he's like out there killing people and doing terrible things mm-hmm. But will this character kind of view that from a different lens, right? And I think that's what makes the best villains and uh, antagonists, yeah. right? Are the ones who don't think they're doing anything wrong, but they're bettering well, everybody know, else's lives. Yeah. Nobody decides that they're going to get up and destroy people's lives because it's Tuesday. Mm, like, mm, uh, okay. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wake up every once in a while on like a Wednesday and like, hey, you know, what? I could make the rest of this week a whole lot better. If I just destroyed something right now, so yeah. But here's the thing: you've got, you've got the idea that it will make things better, not just because this you is know true. What. <laughs> it was my it, idealistic most, future. It's in hand. Most people have the idea that they're right, and we can see that with this Absolutely. character. And I think in some ways, this book is going to be an awful lot of contrasts and juxtaposition. And we see that with like the style of the art too. When we're seeing again, no spoilers. When we're seeing some of the technology from the city in these rural environments and you're seeing the sleek lines compared to everything else being rough. And you're like, mm, these two things don't mesh together. They're not existing co- like peacefully together. They, they can't be in the same space without something looking weird. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's really just going to be a case of two clashes. So it's, it's going to be an interesting book to follow. Absolutely. And we're already at a point right there where it's it's going to be something interesting. I, I'm already in love with it. You know, they've been getting some uh, great previews like Sci-Fi Wire did a nice little piece on them as well with this book. So um, I'm excited, man. Um, you know, Kowalski was a guy and this is just to give you kind of an idea of some of his artwork. Um, he was a, a big helper with they've quoted him as helping out with wolfenstein and dark souls art so i mean that's freaking huge um i i'm just blown away by that so if you've checked either of those comics out the you know same artist on that so be aware um 
just amazing. So you're going to, yeah. if you like anything about that, or you can go check those books out. If you can't find join in the future right away, um, that's there. So, uh, with that being said, any last thoughts on this? I, I, I kind of talked about what I wanted to see going forward with, I, you know, I'm hoping we get a nice evil CEO that doesn't think he's a bad guy. Um, what are you hoping to see out of this book and the next coming issues? I'm hoping for complex, I guess you could say complex reasons behind why they're doing it. I want it to be really like, I, I'm already starting to kind of hope that it becomes not clear and not simple and lots of muddied waters about who's right and who's wrong and who's going to be standing. And I really want them to, to be exploring that. What price, what cost do we get this or do we give that? Yeah, I think our main yeah our main character is definitely in that right now. Um, you know, she's already she already knows what the price was for her. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's going to be some other people. I'd love to see some other I people pop in. Have, yeah, I think she's going to have a higher price to pay too. I mean, oh, she's asking for. There's a lot coming. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. start on an adventure like she's about to have without some shit going down. So. <laughs> Ooh, yes. I just I hope she finds what she's looking for at the end of it. Yep, absolutely. I really do. Um, with that being said, um, yeah, go and do your best to find this book out there. It's by Aftershock Comics. It's called Join the Future. Uh, issue one, I hope, is out and dropped somewhere. Um, I will throw some updates at the top of the episode, so this will all sound like nonsense if I don't find it anywhere. Um, but issue one is out. Issue two is not out. That's yet. right. Issue two is definitely not out yet. Um, but issue one is out. Go and find it. Go and check it out. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in, man. This is just a quick little preview episode of Join the Future. And I hope you guys are out there. You find it. You love it. Um, if you do find it, you do love it, uh, add us on Twitter, man. Hit us up at, uh, at All for Comics on Twitter. Let us know what you think of the book. Um, and I really hope you guys are on the same page as us and realize how amazing this thing is. And if not... Let us know why you're not a big fan of it, and then we'll tell you why you're wrong. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Just we'll, kidding. We'll at least have a very interesting conversation about uh, it. Opinions matter. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to check us out at all for comics on Twitter. Marley, where can they find you? Uh, probably ordering from my local comic book shop for curbside delivery right now. But other than that, they can find me at Twitter at Marley Cricket. Absolutely. Nice. And then you can find me at the Big Papa Matt on Twitter once again the show at All for Comics. And don't forget our amazing, wonderful sponsor of our show today at Turbo Comics. So go and check them out, TurboComicShop.com and let them know what you're looking for. You can go and browse a ton of selection out there, check out a ton of comics and they will send it right to your doorstep ready to go, mm-hmm. packed, sealed, safe, handled with care um, from an amazing group of people over there with Max and his team. So uh, thank you yeah, all for... you don't even have to get to the curb for that no, delivery. No, the curb is your laptop or computer, and the curb meaning where your mailbox is at. So that's as far as you got to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. This is just a quick preview. Like we said, go and find Join the Future by Zach Kaplan and Peter Kowalski anywhere comic books are sold, and we hope to talk to you soon. Yes.